Hi everyone and a huge welcome back to the Dedicate podcast. I'm your host Kate Ivey and today I am chatting to Dedicate trainer Nick Sandland. Nick lives in a small town called Jamestown in the mid-north of South Australia but grew up in Gawler near Adelaide. Today we chat about her life before moving to Jamestown, moving to the country, setting up her own gym, motherhood and the push and pull between motherhood and career. We also chat about something we've never spoken about on the Dedicate podcast, people pleasing. Nick shares her experience. Nick is an absolute gem and such an asset to our rural communities and to Dedicate. I hope you enjoy getting to know Nick more. Alrighty, your first podcast, shall we get started? Yes. Welcome to the Dedicate podcast, Nick. We are also celebrating one year of you on Dedicate. I know, I know. When I went to look at my account and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been on here for a year now. That's yeah, so, so cool. And lots happened in that time for you. Like yes. you, you were 15 or 16 weeks pregnant when you came on board Dedicate. <laughs> yes, I was. With your first, uh, yeah. applied for the job and was then like, um, I'm really sorry, I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> yeah, hey, just side note. <laughs> just a side note, but I'll be fine. It'll all be fine. <laughs> and you really were. It was super inspiring, like amazing. Um. And we'll go into into motherhood, but I thought let's just get to know a bit about you, like you in the early days to start with. Um, So you grew up in Adelaide? So I grew up in Gawler, which is... In Gawler, okay. So very close, very close to Adelaide. Um, It's funny though, a lot of people in Adelaide think Gawler is rural. I see, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when I sort of did like state, netball and calisthenics and dance and things like that everyone would be like oh my gosh Nick do you live on a farm I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) because so many people in the city sort of don't really venture too far north they really don't do they and so how big is Gawler um Gawler's pretty big like yeah yeah. I would call it like a mini sort of city now yeah what like a hundred thousand people or oh gosh I'll have to google that okay (laughs) <laughs> just trying to get my bearings here and get a bit get an like, image I, like I can't answer and then people from Gawler will be like oh, yeah all the population so we are looking at like twenty five thousand. okay okay so it's still not massive but yeah it's not no. like you're not necessarily on a farm if you live in Gawler no you're not on a farm and there's sort of like you know, three big high schools to choose from and yeah. two of them sort of colleges and then there's like the public high school and um, they're sort of like, I guess, the footy netball side of things. There's three clubs in Gawler, whereas yeah. like where now obviously there's just like Jamestown. Yeah. 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 So it's so, kind of like a regional city. Yeah. Regional yeah. town. So the best of both worlds. So like a yeah. college at my high school there were people from farms so that yeah. was awesome so I had friends living on farms um yeah. but then we're so close to Adelaide so it was awesome for mum and dad sort of driving us to Adelaide for sport and whatnot it wasn't yeah. too hard yeah awesome and so you played a lot of sport obviously growing up um dancing was your biggest thing yeah. was it yeah, I look back now and it's so funny. I remember I wanted to do ballet and then I chickened out and I was like, why did I not start ballet at that younger age? I'm yeah. like, could be so much better than I remember every <laughs> yeah. time. I was like, mum, I don't want to go. Yeah. And so what <laughs> made no, you get into dancing then? So I did calisthenics. What's Have you that? heard of calisthenics? No. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a rigid form of dance. There's like five items there's like a march you sh- you sort of swing clubs there's like rods it's oh, crazy 
yeah it's it's, it's interesting you should mm. youtube and have a look yeah. at a few yeah. <laughs> my mum my mum did color standing so i did that i um, see and also played netball and yeah club. Not sorry um i've just got my daughter here and i just need to fix no, that well, I... photo is not working i know why There you go, sweet piece. A bit of a juggle at the moment, um, yeah, fitting the podcast in. <laughs> anyway, um, so sorry, continue. Yeah, so um, calisthenics, netball, yeah. um, all the sap sizes. I think I was just like not forced, but just asked to sort of, Nick, sap size softball, we're short. Can you jump in and yeah. fill in? Terrible, but yes, I was. <laughs> you, you were coordinated so you could give I it a good shot. I was coordinated. Shot. Yeah. yeah, I loved exercise and fitness and movement. Um, and then I think it was sort of like year seven, year eight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I think I want to give sort of jazz a go. And then from there, that sort of, yeah, escalated. And I was doing, yeah, musical theatre, ballet, jazz, hip hop. Wow. Um, and still playing netball as well. Yeah. And then um, after high school, I did full time dance. So I got into uni, like human movement, but then ended up deferring, much to my poor dad's disgust, yeah. and did full time dance instead outside of high school. So, yeah, well, so what does that involve? So basically, it's, I'm going to say it's probably more intense than uni because it was Monday to Friday, literally 8 30 a.m. to 5 30 p.m. And we lived obviously in Gawler. So I would catch the train every morning for like an hour. Get Into to Adelaide. Adelaide, yeah. Yeah, and then like, you know, for example, 9am it would be contemporary for an hour and a half. And then we went straight into ballet for an hour and a half. And then we'd have a small break, like a recess. And then it would be acting. And then we'd have dance history. So it was pretty intense. And then I'd sort of get home at like uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. And then I was still playing netball and then I sort of got a job at the pub. So, so sorry, the of... dance was um, dance training rather than working yeah. in dance to then go yeah. on and so work dance in it. training. So it was a bachelor like in dance performance. So it's sort of uni but for dance. So study well, but for yeah. Um, and so I did a year of that and then I deferred to do a cert four in dance because the bachelor was quite contemporary based and I'm a bit more like yay jazz musical theatre style yeah so I did a year of that in Adelaide and then I ended up I was working as a dancer so because I was already working and sort of getting paid for gigs I was still going to go over to Melbourne for another year of dance training but um, I ended up having a little hip arthroscopy so I'd had like a labral tear in my hip um, and then yeah it didn't go but I think that's probably it was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I had like a little clean out surgery and then all of a sudden my hip was like 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like subconsciously, I don't know, I just wasn't really meant to go. And then I mm. did my cert for in fitness at that time where I wasn't dancing and then started as a PT at a good life gym. So that's like a, it was kind of like a fitness first good life. So a big commercial gym and then yeah we're sort of doing dance gigs all through Adelaide and then you sort of get to the stage where you're the big fish in the small pond so in like the dance world once you're sort of in and getting work you don't really want to leave that and Mm -hmm. there's so many incredible dancers and I mean I was all right but I wasn't like amazing (laughs) I'm sure you were but I'm I know I know what you're saying there's like the top top one or two in the country and then 
Yeah. There's that backup dancer for Beyonce style. And yeah. I was like, I'm never going to quite be that way. <laughs> so tell me, what were you then? What were the gigs and stuff that you did? Um, so lots of, uh, so I'd have like an agent, um, shout out to Ding, Joe, if they're ever listening to this, that would be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> they probably will. They'll see it on your socials or something. <laughs> yes. So just different kind of corporate gigs. So say if there was a corporate company in Adelaide and they were having an event and they wanted a burlesque routine, then Joe would sort of suss out who she thought suits that gig and then she'd check availability and then we'd be like, yep, cool. And then we'd rehearse and then we'd perform and then sort of get paid for that gig. Yeah. But then we did lots of other stuff like, you know, dancing for the strikers, um, cool. cheerleading for like the SANFL football and also the 36ers. Um, yeah, dancing for like the Australian T20 and things uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Um, and I was really lucky. I got to also go over to Germany to do this cool, like, burlesque gig, this cabaret. Oh, cool. Wild, so that was yeah. really cool. Um, a little stint in Singapore. And then I um, auditioned for the Moulin Rouge, but I was too little. I was too short, just. Ah. Then auditioned for cruise ships and sort of didn't get the third, like, didn't get a contract. And then I really should have kept trying, but I think I was just so happy with what I was doing in Adelaide. I was yeah. pretty content and like dancing at the fringe for Hans, this <laughs> shout out to Hans if he listens to this. Um, and Hans is also, I got to go over to America and do America's Got Talent and do a little backup dance. Oh, what it. That'll be cool. So that was pretty cool as yeah. well. I feel very um, grateful. I've got to do all these amazing, crazy mm. different sort of throughout my time. And then I was sort of working as a PT as well and teaching classes. So it's always been pretty hectic. Yeah. And so when did you um, drop the dancing side of things? When I moved to the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so talk us through moving to the country. How did you meet uh, Luke? And then what was the transition to actually moving to the proper country not no not yeah (laughs) I know it's like people in Jamestown now were like yep Nick I'm shopping in the city we're just going to Gawler (laughs) classic yeah that makes me laugh because I'm like oh it's kind yeah (laughs) yeah we'll we'll call it city we'll call it city city. (laughs) so I met well Luke and I sort of knew of each other back in the good life days Um, good life was a gym right good life was the big commercial gym yeah and Funny story, I thought he was quite good looking and then one night at like a, they called them the 12-week challenge dinners. So yeah. everyone was sort of, I guess, almost like a 12-week fitness challenge and then we'd have a celebration. And I remember walking up to him and saying hello. I was like super nervous. Yeah. And he was just like, hi, and then kind of just ignored me and kept walking and then I saw him sort of like patting on with another girl. <laughs> Who I worked with that night. So that was like our first encounter. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Well, and not years awesome. Later, <laughs> yeah. years later, um, I got back from Germany and I literally just got a DM um, on my Facebook just saying, hey, how's dance life going? Yeah. So we, to this day, we're like, oh, that's so cringe now. How's dance life going? Because oh I'd goodness. always hashtag dance life with all of my gigs and photos. Oh I'm like mortified looking back now. <laughs> Oh, um, well, I, he he, <laughs> oh, he obviously liked the look of it though so 
he looks like so much fun I had my nose pierced I was a dancer and then he met me and I was like such an intense rigid like organized (laughs) he's like well that's not the free-spirited girl I thought (laughs) (laughs) and um have you asked him about that night have you talked I'm sure you would have about Uh, that first encounter I stir him all the time about it what does he say Oh, we just kind of laugh. He's like, yeah. you're lucky. You're lucky you didn't um, meet me then, Nicole. Like oh, it's worked yeah. out. He I was like, like I'm still having fun and you probably yeah. would have hated me. So yeah. he thinks it's the best. Awesome. And we laugh because her name was Shakira and I'm always like, oh, yeah, girl, you chose Shakira over me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's too good. <laughs> yeah, so Luke and I hit it off really quickly and he moved in with me very fast. I was living at the beach, so in like a little unit that my parents own and my sister and I used to just rent it um, off of mum and dad, which was awesome. And then Luke moved in with us. So it was this tight little squeeze. I feel like everyone has moved in and lived at that unit at one point. There was everyone one day- your family. Literally yeah. Chelsea's partner, Tom, or husband now, he was living there and we're like, how did the four of us live in this tiny little unit? And my family's all six foot, so we're all like big bodies, like it's yeah. a lot. Oh, my God. Um, but we did it. So, yeah. And then basically um, Luke, he won't mind me saying this, but he started struggling with a bit of health anxiety. Health so, anxiety? Did you just say mental health anxiety? Yes, no, health anxiety. Ah, like so worried about his own health or...? Yeah, so he yeah. had, um, I guess, a panic attack. Yeah. But we thought he was having a heart attack because the symptoms are very similar. Sure, that's scary. And, yeah, it was really scary. So we went through a long period of sort of um, Luke was convinced he literally had heart failure. And we wish from that first time we went to emergency, a doctor had sort of said, I think you're having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. But instead, it sort of started this journey of um, different heart monitors and seeing cardiologists, and it was it was a lot. So, but actually, a, his heart was fine, and his heart was fine. His uh, heart's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So he sort of when we got together, he said, "My dad has a farm, and I'd like to go live on the land." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's fine. Like that's ages away." Yeah. Um, but then when this sort of all started happening, he was like, "I'm not happy. I need a change." like now yeah and I was just like yep okay let's (laughs) let's do it um because you just do anything for the person you've sort of fallen in love with and also he like he needed help and it was just a really hard like he wasn't himself he wasn't Mm -hmm. the strong kind of fun person I had originally fallen in love with he was just so frightened um of dying basically and then he almost had like panic attack disorder too so that's when you'd sort of go to the dentist but you'd be so nervous that you were going to have a panic attack it's it's just awful and so how did he get through that so we moved sorry he moved rural um yeah and he was living with his dad for a bit um we then ended up finding a little rental in Jamestown so basically his dad's property is about 40k from where we live now but Peterborough is the closest town to his dad but Luke was sort of like, there's no way you'll you'll survive Peter Byer and Nicole. Yeah. Like it's- <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I'll be fine. Yeah. No, um, so he was like, I think we should go Jamestown. Yeah. So then we found a rental property in Jamestown. And to be honest, like Kate, it just all happened so fast. Mm. All of my friends are like, What do you mean you're moving to Jamestown? Yeah. I'm like, 
I don't know. They're like, have you been there? No, I haven't been there. <laughs> I just was like, whatever. You're just, just following don't... love and you just do it. I... And it, it's, 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 it would have felt exciting, wouldn't it? Like, it was. It was so yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. And I think because I had this safety net of I was still going to work in Adelaide but just go up on weekends. So yeah. I moved. We ended up, yeah, I moved back in with my mum and dad. So I was living in Gawler, working in Adelaide, but that's quite an easy, like a 40-minute drive mm-hmm. now that there's expressway and then I'd sort of go up to Jamestown Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and oh, still sort of yeah. Adelaide work yeah so it all just kind of yeah we made it work like it was crazy but we made it work because how far so, does it take to get to um Adelaide from Jamestown it's about three hours is it three and a half about three hours yeah. yeah when oh when there's no road work <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just like never. Um, no, when there's no roadworks, it's oh, and before Seb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About sort of you can sort of do it like two hours forty-five. Yeah. But I'm a real stickler for the rules and I like sticking, yep, to the speed limits exactly and also having time to sort of stop for a coffee and a pee. Yeah. yeah. Not being <laughs> too hate, hurried. Yes, and I hate being late. So I give it three hours. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Luke just kind of got through it himself to be honest just like over time it took a long time though it took Mm. a really long time yeah and is it very common like what do you know about it in other people so it's actually super common Mm -hmm. and it's been really nice when Luke has sort of met other males especially who have gone through the same thing and then they're like oh my gosh I get that too and I think their best thing for Luke he found was just talking about it. So mm-hmm. even though I couldn't help because I wasn't going through it, but just like him talking through it, like he just mm-hmm. say, you know, babe, I'm feeling a bit anxious. And I'd be like, that's okay. Let's talk. Let, let's talk about it. How are you feeling? Da 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 da. Um, he did also get cleared from the cardiologist. They were like, you are perfect. And his heart is, it's amazing. Yeah. And so does that actually help or because it's such a deep rooted thing and it's the mind that has the problem, does it so not help? So leave appointment yeah. and they'd say you're fine and he would be Googling and convinced that he wasn't fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really tough. And would he play on like they might say something that they don't really mean it to the exact detail, but maybe play on those words. Like they said, you should be fine. Okay, hold on a minute, should be. So there's a chance I won't be. And then just go on a roller, you know, a spiral. Yeah, he would definitely. And I even found like we'd go through a stage where he'd maybe meet something or, you know, there'd be something on the news about this underlying heart condition and he would just fixate. And then he would be like, I'm having that as well. Mm. He also, so Luke was a police officer um, back in the day. He's had oh, wow. many, many careers. Yeah. It's a podcast about Luke right now. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking that too. <laughs> um, but he will never get this image out of his head. The first body he came across was uh, a young guy in his 30s with an underlying heart condition. Okay, so that's where it comes so from. I feel like that's yeah. kind of ingrained as well. So mm. it's sort of, even though the doctors and cardiologists were like, you're fine, it was still... Yeah. But anyway, he's actually battled that for, yeah, he's probably on and off spurts of anxiety for like the last sort of four years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard, isn't better. it? Yeah. It's really hard. For everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it definitely helped him eliminating stress, 
um, of in Adelaide and not really knowing where he was or what he was mm-hmm. doing and whatnot. So him being up here definitely helped. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then just with time. But, yeah, we've still yeah, had and about- Sorry, what about how did COVID affect him? Like in terms of um, not COVID, uh, the, but the fact that COVID was around and all this, you know, hype about. He was okay. He was okay. okay. COVID was actually a beautiful time for us. We, like Frost, loved COVID. Yeah. Yeah, we that were time living to out. There and- yeah, we were living like real rural, so more than where we are now. So out at Hallett um, on a barrier highway and, yeah, living like on a farm on a property where. Luke it was the was best working. place to be during COVID, was- wasn't it? And you could just, you and had all the space to yourself. Yeah, it was amazing. I was home all the time. I was so not stressed as well because mm. I was sort of like training clients online. Um, but it was just so fun. So he'd get home and I'd cook dinner and we'd have date nights and we could still nice. go for runs and had a pool. And so he was actually okay with his health then. Cool. Great. So the move to Jamestown, how was that for you? So I loved it. I think I was like, I just have to go and just give it a red hot crack and just mm-hmm. don't don't come on too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard when that's in your nature. It is, it is. I was like, like... Don't, don't be bullied again because I just I think I just didn't want people to be like, who does she think she is? Oh. That that was my biggest concern. Yeah. Um, but isn't that hard holding yourself back from being yeah. who you actually are? Yeah, it was really tough. So mm-hmm. when we got here, I um went and saw the local physio straight away and introduced myself and asked if she had any work and then just sort of said, would you mind if I advertise for a boot camp? Like we're living here now. I I just would love to, you know, start a few classes. And she was very, um, she didn't have any work for me and sort of was like, you, it's not going to work. That's sort of what she said. What, you're doing a boot camp? Yeah, it's not going to work. We've tried it because she had a few PTs working for her. So it was I this see. really hard situation. Um, and she said, I think you should try surrounding towns. And I was like, I, I get that, but I'm probably not going to because yeah. I'm still working in Adelaide and then I'm coming up to Jamestown. So it's just completely out of my way to try and build something in another town. Um but then, no, we like, we were all good. It was all good. Like, I just wanted to make sure, yes, yeah, she, I wasn't stepping on anyone's toes. Yeah. And she sort of said, I wish you all the best. Yeah. And then like mum and dad came up and I was dropping off le- like flyers in letterboxes. I started a Facebook page and I just sort of put on a, just boot camp. Yeah. And, and you were just like, no, I don't agree with you. Thank you. I've chatted to you, but I don't agree. And isn't that an amazing lesson to people? Like, don't let others convince you to not chase your dreams. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I was like, well, I've done it in a really nice way. I've introduced myself. I asked mm-hmm. if she had any work for me mm-hmm. because I could be part of her team. Um, and she said no. And then I was like, cool, I'm just going to give it a red hot crack. And I did mums and bubs and a boot camp. I just went into the council and ended up hiring like the medical center and then it just honestly, Kate, like it just, it just has organically grown from there. And it escalated so fast where I ended up then resigning from all my work in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And I was here full time and I started a little PT studio just at our first house at our rental because people were sort of saying I wanted to do PT. And then, yeah, I was just, it just honestly was just crazy. And then we had to move to the school gym and then I sort of had a male boot camp going 
and I was just meeting so many people along the way. So that was awesome because I didn't feel like I was in Luke's shadow. Mm-hmm. It's a really come. quick way to become a part of the community, isn't it? And I think yeah, that's a I big was, people for a big thing for people moving to new towns. If you can, yeah, be a part of like work for um, someone or play sports or, yes. you know, do yes. something to meet people. Yeah. People love you if you just get involved. Hmm. And I said yes to everything. Like some of the yeah. random things I was doing, like I was an elf at the Magic Cave. And like, <laughs> my oh friends my in gosh, you're amazing. Nick, I'm like, oh, you just you just do it. Like yeah. because everything here just does everything. So you're like, I just have I just have to do it. And mm. um Luke was also coaching the A grade football. So that was really helpful for me. Yeah. Because I remember going to the first game with my mum and dad and walking around the oval and thinking, I don't know one person here. Yeah. And I've never had that before because mm. like I played netball in the Barossa, Gawler League, and you know, you'd sort of roll on in you'd know everyone and yeah yeah that was quite daunting that day I walked around and I was thinking I I have no one to talk to but my mum and dad so it was yeah this awesome way through my work to meet all these amazing people and just get to know them um from scratch just from me and in that nice one-on-one environment as well So I felt like I got to build um, yeah, rapport with so many people. And then it was so fun. Like, you know, we had the Ram and U ball and then like the Magpie ball at the Footy Netball Club. And I'd get Yeah, sorry, up. can I ask you about that? Because I saw that advertised, I think, on oh, Brit's yeah. thing. So what's Ram and U? So the Ram and U ball, I think it's originally created for like singles. So like people uh, wanting to so they do like a singles hour. Um, and it's just, it's pretty epic. They do it down at like where we hold our footy oval, like footy and netball and they set it up and they have bands and all these stools and it's just this really awesome kind of big sort of piss up. It's so much fun. It's so good. So that was really cool. And doing all these things for the first time, I was like, this is amazing. Like why would you do Adelaide? Um, Um, And you could really... You can really tell when we were there visiting you what an amazing community you've you've got around you. Like it's yes, it's the people that are there, but it's also that relationship that you have with them. I don't know. It's, it was it was magical. It was really cool to see. And yeah, thank you should be super proud. Thank you, thank you. I feel very grateful. Like I just everyone welcomed me. Um, I I think that everyone wanted what I was providing to, like just mm-hmm. because it's town I think that's been my biggest thing moving here just because country uh, country town country people or women that have they're from the city and they've married farmers that's there's a lot of women like that around here it doesn't mean they don't want the same opportunities that you have in the city and everyone's really into their health and fitness Mm. Um, and it's just been amazing watching all these people that have only ever had the option of sport all of a sudden coming into the gym and they're lifting weights and they're doing Pilates and yoga and all these sort of different forms of like high intensity training, but on equipment and using weights. And we just try to make sure there's something for everyone. Yeah. And so when did you get to the stage you were saying before how you were taking one-to-ones at your house and then you moved into the school gym and then when did, how long after that did you open your gym? So we, I think I moved here full time, full time. It was around like August. 
So August to December, I was just at my house and renting um, like the school gym. It was the medical center, the aerodrome, then the school gym. Yeah. And then from there, I rented a space on Irvine Street. So just like a local, um, just a street off of um, some lawyers. So that was like my next step. Yeah. And that was still just me. Um, and that was my PT studio and group fitness studio. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of the next two years. Um, and that was during COVID as well. So I had to have a bit of time, obviously, out of there. Mm-hmm. And that was nuts. So I think I got to a point where I was doing about 80 PT sessions a week. There is. Like it was a lot and teaching like six classes. Well, I taught classes every single night. I ran a few fitness challenges with um, guidance from Emily Hartley. Shout out to Emily Hartley, this amazing sports dietitian who actually works for an AFL team, Port Power, cool. like back in Adelaide. So yeah. she'd do not specific meal plans, but guides. So we were kind of, I was just doing so much. It yeah, was just like for those crazy. listening, 80 PT sessions, that is like next level. I would say four or five a day would be like yeah. about right. Like yeah. you think, say it's an hour, you're you're so involved and you're so and having to be switched on yeah. um, in these yeah. sessions you're giving everything aren't you yeah. and so it is yeah. so tiring so it's not you know like if you do a nine-to-five job yeah that's eight hours but it'd be pretty hard to do that back-to-back of PT sessions not. which is what you're doing and, and more you've got to be, like you said you've got to be on to yeah. meeting I think because we work with just general like general population so, you know, you're like some clients, like there's a lot happening. Mm. In and they're sharing like, a lot about their lives. Yeah, their mental health. Yeah. Coming in, they're like previous pain experiences. They have depression. They have pain. Mm. So, you know, you'll go from that client and then you've got a teenager coming in and then you've got someone that you're trying to do some rehabilitation um, to get back to sport. And then you've got pre and postpartum and then you've mm. got an 80-year-old man. So it's like you're kind of, you've got to be across it all and then trying to take notes and prep and I'm getting up at 4.30 and driving from Hallett into wow. Jamestown and getting home and it's dark and it was a lot and then I'd sort of be like, oh, I'd get an email with a dance gig in Adelaide yeah. and I was like, oh, I, I still want to be a dancer. So then I'd sort of try and do that and then Luke would be like, Nicole, you are so exhausted, you're getting sick, is it yeah. even worth it? the dance gig so that was kind of that transition of like dance gigs were just becoming too hard so that yeah. was really and a really hard thing because it, it's kind of letting go of your past life and your previous passion yeah your, that's yeah who, that's who I was and I felt like I still had so much more to give and achieve so that's mm. been a really hard thing to close the door on and it's just gotten easier over time but it's, yeah, at that time and sort of I'd see something on Facebook and be like, oh, there's my girlfriend putting on a wicked show at yeah. the principal. like that was me, but it's just too hard now. And then also I think juggling friends in Adelaide and family, mm. that's been tricky too. I think a lot of people that have moved to the country can relate to that, that feeling of unfinished business and yes. feeling that you're putting your life on hold and often your other half isn't because you've moved yeah. there for them. And it's, yep. yeah, it can be a bit of a a fight in your mind from, you know, which which way am I being pulled? There's definitely moments where you're resentful, but then mm. you don't want to 
resentful and like I say to Luke now and Luke like he would always say he felt guilty so he definitely mm-hmm. felt guilty because he mm, knows it's interesting yeah um but then I'd sort of say to him but it's created the best version of myself it's almost nice. saved me because I yeah. feel like in Adelaide I was just like on this crazy roller coaster yeah so like dad always like joked at my 21st and he's like Nicole was literally like lived a million lives you know 21 years yeah. so I, like I was chaos and it's been the best thing to ground me I, mm-hmm. feel, I feel like I'm just such a better person now and just down to earth and I'm around people that are just awesome strong resilient selfless and that's rubbed off on me Amazing. so yeah. I always say like it's the best thing for me and mm. what I've done with work to hear like excuse my language, it shits all over like what I was doing in Adelaide mm-hmm. because it's just I have a purpose here and everyone is just so grateful. Like, you know, I'd have a sick day and I'd have all these clients ringing me being like, Nick, I'm at the pharmacy, what do you need? Aww. Or they drop off chicken soup from scratch. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, <laughs> this is unreal. Like in Adelaide you'd sort of have people just like, oh, well, can you, <laughs> can yeah. you reschedule tomorrow? Like yeah. it's so different you can you can honestly tell not that city people are there's awesome city people but you can honestly tell if someone's a country person like Mm. from heart like from like a childhood or if they've lived in the country there is such a difference they're just so beautiful and understanding then what happened from so I was Irvine Street so I was yeah right by myself when I first moved to town, there was the old IGA in the main street and it had newspapers all over the windows. It was such a big space and it had been closed for seven years. And I always walked past it and was like, oh my gosh, that would be such a good gym. That would be such a good gym. But our amazing accountant, Jordan, he'd be like, Nick, you're not buying a commercial property in Jamestown. Like, yeah. You literally just moved there. And he was just more airing of the side of caution. Like anything can happen um, you and Luke don't even know if you're going to stay there, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then my amazing client, Anne, who didn't want me to tell ever, anyone because she's just so modest, but I, everyone knows. And, <laughs> um, Anne, you were just my saving grace. So um, Anne Cooper, so she's our local pharmacist. Um, she owns like five or six pharmacies. She's married um, a local farmer. So Anne sort of came to me and said, Nick, I'll buy it. And I was like, wow. are you serious? Yeah. She's like, yep, yeah. I'll buy it. I love what you do. Like this is, yeah, we need this in our town. Um, and then if you just lease it from me. That's so so I know, I know. I was just in shock. And, yeah, I would just never be able to thank her enough for that. So Anne bought the building. And then there was just this, like, chaotic, like, you would probably feel as well Kate like you're sort of a business owner but like I really was just trained to be a trainer to work with people but all of a sudden I'm making decisions on Mm. um, paint and powerpoints and what equipment I'm like oh my god I don't know shit I don't know I've only ever just worked at gyms that were sort of already established and there's so much to learn isn't there like so much to learn yeah yeah it was a lot but we got it done it was a very crazy, stressful time. But once again, you just, you don't have an option. So you just no. do it. And um, then, yeah, we sort of opened and it was still just me 
I did have, oh no, sorry, I did have um, a girl called Peter, so she's a local girl, so she kind of came on board as like a bit of like a casual PA, just to give me a bit of a hand, Yeah. Um, just with random jobs and things like that, even like literally getting me lunch, because yeah. I would just work all the time, and then saving grace, um, Kayla, my first staff member, came along. So basically one of my clients, Taylor, she had set Kayla, who was her best friend, up with Dan Porter, a local farmer. Love it. And I was literally calling Kayla before she even moved here. Probably <laughs> so overwhelmed. I'm like, hi, I'm Nick. Um, I'd yeah. really love you to work for me. <laughs> I need you to work for me. Come on. I need you. I need you. <laughs> So then all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, I've got to learn how to do payroll and reconciling on zero. And so, yes, thank God we had this, like we still have him now, Jordan, um, awesome accountant because I had, I was in way over my head. Yeah. But Kayla came on board um, as a casual and she has been my, oh, my God, saving grace again. She's just amazing. She basically was a country girl, but she has worked in Adelaide, which is what I love because she's gone out life experience her knowledge is exceptional and now she's kind of come back to the country so we bounce off her and now she's full-time and I like could not have done this without her she's just been amazing so she has saved me and everyone loves her so basically that kind of happened and then oh my gosh I think it was the same year I was like we were getting married it, it's yeah. just been nice, okay I'm like sometimes I'm, like, I'm so tired but are you one of those people like you couldn't have it any other way? The minute you have a bit of downtime, you're organizing something to happen. Yeah. You've got new, fresh ideas. Luke like laughs at all my diaries I've kept over the years. He's like, you're literally writing a list and then writing another list and then you're writing it in your diary and then you're doing a voice note on your phone. But they say like busy people get things done and it's honestly true. Yeah, it really is. Whenever I need a favor in Jamestown, I literally ask like, and Ali Cooper, who yeah, who's met, so busy, yeah, who's so busy, and you know what? She's like Nick, I'll be there because you just know those kind of yeah. people. You and get it done. So, long story short, it was this crazy, chaotic year of I had a few interstate trips with Luke. This was after COVID. All my friends are turning thirty, so we had thirtieths. Kayla's basically running the studio. Um, yeah. We're still kind of running. <laughs> I'm still running it. Luke's working as a farmer but then he we decided for him to come into the business as mm -hmm. co-director because he was like Nicole you're literally dying like yeah. you can't keep doing this um we were getting married we bought a house which is like uh which you saw when you yeah. came to town so it was an old church and we literally made this decision like oh my gosh we look back now we're like we were just so sporadic it was just like bang 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 it's yeah. just psycho but it's all worked and it's been so fun and um yeah we kind of did it and then we were like okay we need to move to 24 7 because everyone basically like Kayla was fully booked already so she I kind of built her schedule up so that was also quite not taxing but you know I'm managing Kayla's schedule so mm -hmm. this really led when you've trained everyone, but you're like, I literally can't do 80 PT sessions a week plus teach all the classes. So are you still doing 80 at this point? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So doing all of this, um, like the interstate trips helped because it forced a few clients to train with Kayla. 
so then a few of those clients so what were, were the like, interstate trips sorry was that for dance no that was oh. just for some fun like mom okay trips. good so they nice. were really good right. but to be honest you know what it's like it's chaos until the last second you get there you get back you're straight into it so yeah. I feel like that was really fun but it was also a lot as well and you come and, back more tired but yeah. you're refreshed because you've had a break but you've often yeah. haven't slept that well or been I commit yeah. to everything yeah so like all of a sudden I'm going to the Whit Sundays for my like friend Sam's 30th birthday yeah. and then committed to Darwin and then We've literally had to, Luke's resigned from this full-time farming role out at Hallett. We've bought the house. We're trying to move into Jamestown. Mum and dad, Luke's parents, they're up at Hallett helping us. I'm just working crazy hours. I'm playing netball. I'm the social rep of the social committee. We literally are like staying at the caravan park that weekend. I'm organising sponsors day. I'm on the canteen. I'm oh training. Oh, goodness. Life. Yeah. It was just insane. And then we were moving and then we moved and then we went to Darwin. And mum yeah. and dad were like, oh, my God. Why did you have to go to Darwin? But it's and, what and- you were saying before about keeping those friendships up from the city. It's really hard and you want to be there for your friends. But the reality is it gets really hard too. And even just getting to Adelaide gets harder and harder, doesn't it? It does. For me, it's getting to Christchurch. Happen. Yeah. Um, go to appointments and mm. do some shopping like just go to like yeah a target to just buy some clothes sort of thing and then everyone is like oh my god Nick you're in Adelaide let's catch up and yes it's so hard and then I'm like oh well, I'd also love to go do a class for myself because I want to stay up to date with what's happening in the city fitness world and mm. keep all these connections and it's just exhausting mm. and everyone in the country always says to me that basically people in Adelaide seem to think it takes and like shout out, love you all Adelaide peeps, but they all seem to think that it's a longer drive for them to come up here than yes. it is far down there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. A lot of my girlfriends who I love dearly, but no one's really been up here since our wedding. And that yeah. was in 2021. Yeah. But then you feel this expectation and like to my city friends, I'm not sure if, they mean to, but you feel like this pressure to see them and then you start feeling really bad that you haven't. But it's not just on us, yeah. is it, to make that happen? Yeah, um, it works two ways. And then yeah, because just because we're there doesn't mean we're able to catch up. Like yeah. we might be passing through the airport or we might be like, for example, I need to see my grandmother every time I go to the city. So it's kind of if I'm coming back through and yeah. I've got kids in the car, one sort of stop off. Yep, is enough. Yeah, it's so hard. It's mm. so hard. Um, and you feel like I think the hardest thing for me, like I love my life here so much, and there are so many people that would do anything for me, and I have all these beautiful relationships. And then you've got your city life, and you're kind of living two worlds. Mm. And I always say we have like two lives, yeah. and the hardest thing has been trying to keep up with both of them. Mm. So we'd. Be- Invited to something here, but we'd have to miss that because we'd have a wedding in Adelaide. But that then was the exactly what happened to us when we moved. We had so many weddings, like in Levin one summer, and all that, all that happened is I ended up feeling lonely because yeah. Yeah. I was not creating friendships where I lived because I was always away and having a great time and seeing people I love and care about. But you need people around you in your yeah 
place in your town, you know, that are close by geographically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's a really tricky thing. Yeah. You feel like you're always kind of missing out on one. And I'd feel guilty because I felt like I'm letting people down here mm. that are here for me as mm. well. Because, and I never wanted them to think, oh, Nick and Lee are in Adelaide again. Yeah. So it's been really kind of tricky sort of, yeah, scenario where, We've got all these friends here, but we don't have, I guess, super close couple friends mm. because we're off to town all the yeah. time. Yeah. So it, it, it's hard. It's hard, but you get invited to all the big things. But then, yeah, then I'd miss someone's daughter's first birthday in Adelaide who was yeah. like my best friend. But I'm like, I, I physically just, I just can't do it. Like mm. you just can't do it all. Mm. Um, and then once again, like we don't have really family here now. Like Luke's dad's on the farm but the rest of our family's in Adelaide. So then mm. you've got to pick who are you going to mm. see when you come to Adelaide. So, and then my people here are my family too, because they're the ones that are helping out sort of like with that day to day. And mm. then you catch up with your friend from Adelaide and you're like, where do you even start? Yeah, no, exactly. As the kids get older, like as Seb gets older, probably find it's, it's you stay around home a lot more because yeah. you have to. Then you end up forming tight friendships with like their parents, the kids, Friends, parents, yeah, but it's still, yeah, there's now, still there's that being torn. Like, yeah, there's a few yeah. mums and they've all got bubs around the same age yeah. as Seb and I'm training them and we go to like mums and bubs together. So nice. they're sort of becoming my people, whereas yeah. like my, my girlfriends in Adelaide, they're mums at the same age too, but of course it's easier for them to just hang out with who's around the corner, like, and yeah. that's just like, yeah, it no, is. it's just like our location. Yeah. And the great thing is when you do see your friends from the city, even if you haven't seen them for five years or whatever it is, it's that just you pick sense. off exactly where you left off. Pick up exactly <laughs> where you left off. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And we're all still the same and we can all just call each other. And um, it, it is funny, though, like one of my girlfriends, Maddie, so she ended up marrying a farmer. Um, So we're like the two, I guess, the most city girls and we've both yeah. moved country she's over on the york peninsula yeah. um, but mads and i our bond has grown to this whole nother level now because we both get it and it's mm. funny we do the drive it's two hours we do day trips across to visit each other more than like the city girls come yeah. up vice versa because we all we all get it and yeah, like you don't that's nice that have done it yourself yeah that's really nice okay so talk me through your experience as a mum how it's been and we can talk about the challenge of managing motherhood and your career and the your hopes and dreams combined with <laughs> how you want to be as a mum it's it's a hard one isn't it it is so hard it is so hard was it what you expected as a mum it's better than what I expected oh that's nice so I'm very very lucky. So many people thought I would struggle, which is quite interesting. So before our wedding, I sort of started, um, I had this beautiful GP and she had put me on some little like um, anti-anxiety, like antidepressant medication. And that was one of the best things I've done for me personally. And I've carried that through um, to being a mum, but so many people were like, Nick's going to really struggle. Like she loves her work so much. And I've always been really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I worked up until literally I popped. Um, including for Dedicate. Including <laughs> for Dedicate. <laughs> so pregnancy was kind of or, like I hated being pregnant. So I'm very, it, it's really hard. 
you go through this skill and I, I feel like we got pregnant very easily. So you feel guilty for that because there's so many women that want it so much. And it's really tough because I was always like, we want to have kids because I love family, but I'm not super maternal. So like, mm-hmm. I don't love. Can relate to that hundred percent. Yeah. I don't like, like babies and kids are cute, but I don't. You don't go, oh my gosh, there's a baby and run over. Yeah. I'm literally the one like, oh, you poor bugger, like to the mum at the wedding who's trying to like (laughs) breastfeed and I'm like in the middle of the dance floor just like living my best life. Like, like, oh, Nick, we've got to go. I'm like, yeah, let's not good to be you. Like, (laughs) what? So that was literally me. (laughs) Being pregnant, I struggled with my identity a little bit in social situations because I was always the fun one who Mm -hmm. would... Like, I love to have a drink. I love to have a boogie. And all of a sudden I was like, who am I? Like, mm. I'm so bad. I'm the boring one and I'm sick. I was just on, on Danzatron, those anti-nausea meds, basically from week nine to week like 20 of pregnancy. Oh, wow. I just vomited all the time and was dry reaching. And I was getting bigger because you have to grow. Mm. But I found it really hard. Like, I hated my body. And my belly grew. It was so big and so bloody tight by the end. I was like, I'm going to explode here. (laughs) Like beach ball. Literally like a beach ball. And then I don't think I really, like I did, the way I kind of prep for things is I educate myself. So I read and I tried to listen to podcasts and I got so prepped for birth. It was so funny because everything just turned to shit and went like, went out as so many women say and it was pretty cool I went in I didn't have a birth plan but I was like I'd done so much pelvic floor work I bought like an epino like one of those pumps you put in your vagina yeah to make perineum as well I'm like I don't want to tear I want a natural birth um and then I ended up getting induced and then like um basically like labor came on well like contractions came on straight away but I didn't dilate so I was only like three centimeters and it had been like 15 hours and contractions were awful. And in the end, like my tens machine, I was like, this is doing nothing. <laughs> the bath, I was like, get me out. In the end, I had an epidural and I was crying. I didn't want an epidural mm. because I wanted to be, I've always been like perfectionist strive yeah. to be like, I'm so strong. All these women can do it natural. I mm-hmm. can, but I couldn't, it went too long. Um, ended up with an emergency cesarean, which I was crying. And mm. the best thing was, though, I think I grieved through the whole of labour because it wasn't what I wanted. But then And was that because of, do you think it's because it was something, the only thing in your life pretty much that you couldn't control? I think so. And I think I've always, like, been um, high expectations. Mm. Yeah, perfection. On yourself, yeah. Self, yeah. Like, whatever I do, I've got to be 100%. Yeah. And I'm always good at like open to feedback and like growing and developing, but I always love being, yeah, like mm-hmm. really good at things. I, I hate that thought of being crap or failing. I mm-hmm. like to be like that Nick Strong, like she can do this, she'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so that was really tricky through labor, but then um little Sebi was born and he wasn't breathing. So that was really stressful for mm-hmm. Luke to go through. I was literally like passed out yeah yeah so I had like spinal block vomiting <laughs> I was just so tired oh. <laughs> that was the one thing I didn't expect like I 
have been tired in the past, like, you know, dancing at nightclubs. So I dance till like two in the morning, get up at five in the morning, go to work, train clients all day. But the fatigue after like having a baby, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Nothing can prepare you for it. eh? Nothing prepares you. Mm. And I remember like they took Seb into the nursery that night and we slept, but they kept coming in to wake me up like every two hours to do my obs and then they brought Seb in and it was like, okay, Nick, like you've got to express more colostrum. You've got to latch. And it was like, go, go, go. And that week in hospital, I was like, oh my God, I am so tired. Mm. Um, I fell in love with Seb. So I'm, I'm very lucky. I had that beautiful bond straight away because mm. I know a lot of women struggle with that, um, which is like a whole nother ballgame for mm. them to go through. So I was just obsessed. So I was like, I love this human Originally, I was like, I'll be back at work at six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I wonder how many people were thinking, yeah, right, you won't be. No, <laughs> so many clients were like, Nick, we'll see you like next year. Yes. <laughs> no, no, my business is my baby. Yeah. Like, And I kind of missed this before. But, yeah, at this point we were like a 24-7 gym too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, Kayla, like, Kayla, I'll be back. And she mm-hmm. was and like. And it's part of your whole I can do anything mindset. Yeah. Though. yeah. Watch it. me. I know you I, doubt me, but don't doubt me because I, I can do it. I can do anything and everything mm-hmm. like, and I can cope and I can do it all. Yeah. Um, it's just like drummed into me and like bless mum and dad, but they were always like, you'll be right. You'll be right. You'll be right as a kid mm-hmm. as well. So I think that's kind I of. I think shaped. it's playing high level sport too. Cause I always think about yeah. this. Um, yeah. I'm the same. It's like have these massive high expectations and you're used to, winning and doing well and you're so used to having like extrinsic um, encouragement but you know through high school you get certificates and awards for things and then Uh, it's quite hard to then change that as you get older when yeah 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 I was always like a house leader and yeah like involved in everything and wanting to win sports day and and like I always wanted that mentor and like you need that Nick you've done a good job like you're always yeah. kind of that reassurance and mm. praise drive you to then be better. And then as you get older, then you're listening to podcasts of all these women that are doing amazing things. And you're like, oh my gosh, I need to do more. Like that mm. person, that, 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 without realizing there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears and, and shit yeah. times going on behind that as mm. well. Um, so then I got home and yeah, it was, oh my gosh, nothing. Yeah nothing can prepare you for it. <laughs> and just the foggy like I'm so focused on this human and learning so many skills so fast and wanting to do everything perfectly and mm. not stuff it up but then also realizing like they're kind of growing and changing so fast and all I've done is read up to like the first six weeks and I'm like I don't oh, know what's now. now oh my goodness I love it I'm trying to pick up the milestones, but then you've sort of like. And this is all under this cloud of extreme tiredness, right? Yeah, but you're just running like off of adrenaline. Mm. And then, yeah, it was uh, the best thing we did was we said no visitors um, because in Jamestown, um, like everyone is beautiful, but it was just very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go to the shop for six weeks. Like I literally didn't leave the house. Yeah. Um, and I was okay with that. Like mm-hmm. it was, I was just working out how to keep Seb alive and 
bonding with him and breastfeeding and just having my clothes off and just still bleeding. Yeah. It's literally a a hot mess. So that was the best thing we did, being in this beautiful newborn bubble. So we loved our newborn bubble. Like it was just beautiful. So we're really lucky. Um, And it was probably... To be honest, the hardest part for me has then been after three months, so heading into four months. That's been my biggest challenge because you've kind of gone from, you're still a very new mum, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's expectations on you now, mm-hmm. like four months, like, yeah. you know. You should be out doing stuff. They should be sleeping, all of it. Yeah. 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 There should be more of a routine, Um, like Seb breastfeeds to sleep, for example, he cat naps for 20 minutes at a time that's also been a new thing I'm just like I thought I'd have all this time Mm. (laughs) Seb has like three to four 20 minute cat naps a day and then wakes every two hours to feed at night and that's been going on now for six months so it's like this new level of fatigue and you've kind of lost that adrenaline that you Mm. had at the very beginning yeah so you're trying to still work out this new stage of milestones how to parent but you're back at work, mm. but you're socializing and you've got all these expectations and people are like, oh, why isn't he sleeping through the night? And then I'm like, well, that's not really a thing. I'll listen to a podcast with all these like awesome midwives and whatnot saying it's okay. It's not, it's not normal for them to sleep through the night, but then you're kind of dealing with all of these mixed opinions around mm. you because they've only catnaps. I'm like, like I'm saying to Luke, like how am I supposed to do all of this? Mm. And I also, once again, overcommitted myself because that's what I do, Kate, with everything. So like my family, everyone's like, that's Nicole. So then you're kind of like, I got myself into this. I have to battle mm-hmm. through it. Yeah, I can't help because this is on me. So mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at at the moment. It's like, I, oh, I'm also studying. I don't even know if I told yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. So I'm doing a diploma online and then yeah. I'm obviously working for Dedicate, which I love. Also, my first week back at work properly ended up being like 30 PT sessions, one, two, three, four, wow. five, six group classes, trying to do the social media, surprise everyone, mm-hmm. Kayla's pregnant. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I just I mean know. it for you. How annoying. I know. So it's like, this is amazing, <laughs> but it's happened quite fast and she's yeah. not feeling well. So then obviously managing her mm-hmm. social media, paying bills, Seb, six months we're starting solids mm-hmm. so it's just, oh, been, it's just so much in different directions so much. and then I'm like oh that's right I'm six months postpartum what's my body doing yeah. like I want to run a half marathon I want to be feeling good and looking good mm. and then every day I just want to be able to do a dedicate workout but sometimes Seb sleeps for 20 minutes and you're like the house is chaos I've got to respond to clients I've got to do a session plan mm. I've got an online tutorial but then I'm a shit mum like it's just oh, this real, yeah. It's so a lot. Yeah. Does something need to give? Not dedicate. <laughs> does, Not something, dedicate. <laughs> does something? In all seriousness, no. Like, does something need to give, or is this you? You just want to keep going. It's yeah. me that I want to keep going, but I just yeah, something has to give but I don't really know what Mm -hmm. and it's really hard I have all these beautiful clients and everyone's like Nick look after yourself Mm. but can I book for two sessions this week yes so that's a big and then there's Um, me here saying oh but but you know you need to drop something but not dedicate you know it's just everyone wants a bit of you yeah yeah you want to be able to give it 
and I want to do it all. Mm. Um, in hindsight, like, yeah, the study, <laughs> like Luke's yeah. just like, Nicole, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, the study can probably go. Um, and in terms of d- dedicate, like we don't have, we can stop giving you extra things, like stop getting you to cover if you I need love someone it. to cover. Like, and I honestly like dedicate. I am obsessed. Like I love it. And I do want to grow my presence and role with dedicate because I just froth over it and they're all fun things and it's flexible. So even you guys saying, Nick, can you do another workout this week? It's so flexible. Yeah, you can and do it whenever suits. So yeah. It's been really good because I'm slowly letting go of the fact that I can't be with Seb 24 7. I think mm-hmm. that's in my brain. It's like I exclusively breastfeed, I have to be with him 24 7. Mm-hmm. But like talking to other mums, they're like, Nick, yeah. that's not possible. And mm-hmm. um, I listened to this podcast and this like lady was saying, depending on how like old your baby is, you should have had that time away from them. Mm-hmm. So Seb six months six hours and I'm like oh my god I've only ever had an hour away from him and mm-hmm. that was doing a run mm-hmm. <laughs> laps through the house oh, or going to the studio to teach two classes and racing home so it's me probably having to learn to let go Luke's mm-hmm. a great dad and yeah. Luke loves getting this chance and we've chosen to keep him in the business so we can share this load so yeah. it's me like yeah good on you but it's not an easy thing um yeah not and having Seb at work with me 24 7 you're like okay my brain can only do so much like I'm watching Seb he's doing tummy time he's playing he's happy am I engaging with him enough but I've also got this client here Mm. that is paying to see me and I need to be giving them all but then I've also got to watch a lecture for this online tutorial and taking in all this new information, mm. but then what are we going to do for solids tonight? Yeah, and what's for dinner? Who's going to clean the toilets? Like, yeah, it's a yeah. really hard juggle. Mm. It's a really hard juggle. Yeah, I'm just really lucky that Luco he's been cooking every night, right. so that's been a huge yeah. Yeah, but I feel like as well, and I talk to this about all women. As much as the men help. Um, they still just probably don't quite take the load. Yeah, it's we... the mental drain. It's not always the actual doing it. It's yeah. the deciding what to have for dinner. It's the getting yeah, the groceries so that like, there is something me, to cook. Text, send me a text and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, know. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. So and I, the most helpful would be taking over, not just the cooking of it, but the organisation. Yeah, just organise it. I don't care as long yeah. as... And I think as well, you as the mum, you take on that role of like the developments and what needs to be done and the appointments and is this normal? And I'm the one that's all over like, you know, Seb had like this weird rash this morning and I was like, oh, my God, I'm like back on Tiny Hearts Education watching my first aid online thing to make sure is it a blanche rash or a non-blanche rash, bath him, check that that's all good. And like I said to Luke, if something happens to Seb, it's on me. And he's like, no, it's not. Mm. It's both of us. And I'm like, no, nah. as the mum, you just take that full mm. responsibility. If something went wrong, it's it's me. Mm. But it's not. But you just, I think, yeah. just as it's just maternal that. instincts as well. Yeah. 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 I did want to talk to you a bit more about the the people pleasing and things like that and how it, because you, you know, mentioned it's a big thing in your life and it has shone through as well. What are the challenges with that? How does that, what does that feel like? if you're having to say no to someone or 
whatever it is, how does that feel? For me saying no um, to someone, I literally like could vomit. Mm. (laughs) You just, I just feel sick. Like I, I get so much out of making people happy and Mm -hmm. saying yes to help them. So it's so hard for me to say no. Mm -hmm. Um, Even social things like social things, I've nearly literally been vomiting and crying over like saying no mm-hmm. and it's like you you know your cup needs to be full for you to be able to mm-hmm. help others and I tell all my clients that but it's for me to be able to like say no is really really hard mm-hmm. Seb has helped so having Seb has helped in terms of social stuff yeah. because I'm very he is my number one priority mm-hmm. um, it's too much for him I have to say no to that yeah um, right. I've always um, something that someone told me you know, a few years ago that's helped me is um, every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. So yeah. be really sure about your yeses. Yeah. 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 So yeah. have you thought about getting therapy or mindset coaching or anything? Or have you had that to help? Um, so in the past, I've had therapy. Mm-hmm. So I've had a psychologist, which I frothed over. And I would love, 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 love to, again, kind of just start having like um, once a week. I was even thinking of, um, I love my calf's nurse. I know that's like, but she's really great as well because we can talk about Seb, but then talk about mm-hmm. sort of other things. But once again, the hardest thing is in the country. I'm like, I don't even know, yeah, yeah. where to kind of. <laughs> uh, um, I should connect you with Sarah Dickier, our online mindset coach through dedicate she's at a kiwi but um she's yeah. actually amazing oh, i love the kiwis i end up talking like a kiwi <laughs> <laughs> the whole we thing oh we see we 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 oh my god i'm <laughs> like it's like why have you got an accent i'm like i'll be talking to kate <laughs> oh my gosh it's too good <laughs> i love know, it. I know oh. but yes yeah, so in terms of like you know when you feel like there's just so much chaos you can't even make a decision mm-hmm. on like something like Sarah Dickey. That yes. would be amazing. Yeah. You've got too much going on. Yeah. Yeah. When you're drowning, it's like, I, I just, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's an it. extra load that you can't cope with, even though, and that's the hard thing um, because then we don't do things that will help. Yeah. 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 Even this morning, this is something tiny, two, two things this morning. I was feeling really overwhelmed about my day. So I didn't feel like I had enough time to go and get my big water bottle before my workout from the car, which is like 30 seconds. I was like, I don't have time for that. I just need to get a cup. So then I'm not drinking enough water. So my energy levels are going to go down. I didn't have my cold shower this morning because when I remembered I was already getting out and normally I'd get back in and do it, but I was like, oh no, I don't have time today. That's another strategy for my mental health, not doing it because of the overwhelm. And it's amazing to put yourself flat and like get rid of those two things. Yeah, we're in, but those are the things, exercise and all those things for our mental and physical health that we, when we get busy, we need to keep in because that'll keep us going through these challenging times. I know, I know. You know, I've actually taken on the cold shower thing and I do that. Oh, every awesome. Night. Yeah. So, so good. I, I think as well, I've just tried to be like, Nicole, what's, what's priority? Like I really need mm-hmm. to prioritize things. So it's like, cool this morning for example I was going to try and fit in a tutorial a walk this and that I got said to sleep and I'm like 
I've got an hour, like I ended up having an hour, which was amazing, but I'm like, okay, cool. I just want to upload those video, like those videos. So I wanted to make sure that was done. So I'm like, that's my priority. Just get that done. So I just got that done. Whereas like, sometimes I'm like, do that as well mm-hmm. as listen to a podcast. And then I ended up doing, I do everything half-assed too. Yes. So I'm yeah. trying to be like, stop doing too many things half-assed, just yeah. slow down. That can One be done. One at a time. Yeah. And you actually become more efficient that way. Eh? But it's hard um, as well. Because your brain's going, which one is more important? Like it's easy when there's a clear thing that's more important. But sometimes I stand there and I'm like, okay, I need to clean the house. I need to answer my emails. I need to ring this person. Whoa, which one comes first? And then you that's just sort of have to take a few deep breaths. That's why I found the newborn bubble easy, Kate. Yeah. I just, Seb. It was just Seb and me, but in terms of like, just some gentle cat cow pelvic floor exercises like it yeah. was just those things but when you start to bring in everything else that's where I really struggle to yeah. sort of like yeah prioritize I'm just like hot chaos but I get it all done mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so it kind of feeds it doesn't it because then you get your reward you get the external validation from others saying wow Nick can't believe everything that you're achieving you're so yeah. amazing thank you so much yeah. for doing that that validates it so you keep on this cycle that's overwhelming like, you. Like they're just like, Nick, you're super mum. Of course you're doing it all. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, of course you did that. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Like, I've just got to keep mm-hmm. doing it. And it's like, oh, man, you can only do it for so long. Like, yeah. 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 So I'm like, I know myself. Like I'm, like, I'm hanging in there and I'm doing well. But I also, like, recognise I need to watch it because I yeah. can easily like you know that day where you just crash and sort mm. of burn and the like, fact that you're recognizing it's huge I think yeah. you're going to put some steps in place to, to get it you know more yeah. under control because yeah. probably a few months ago you would have gone no I'm fine I can do everything <laughs> yeah 100% yeah. yeah do you have any advice for people pleasers out there there's lots of them people that struggle to say no people that have got too much on their plates I know yeah. you're still navigating it yourself but what you've learned so far. Do you have any advice? When I was in year 12, there was this quote that was said, um, those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. Ooh, so that's, that's always, good. That's always in the back of my mind. This guy, he was a year ahead of me, Jackson Dare. He was the year 12 leader and that was his like kind of like final thing. And I do always think of that as well. So, you know, if it's a good friend in Adelaide and I just can't, make it to something I always think of that and now I'm just trying really hard to be completely honest as well mm-hmm. honest and transparent so for example like my best friend Liv the other weekend it was like Billy's birthday her daughter and I was like Livy, I I just I just can't do it mm-hmm. like I can't make it we've literally been back and forwards Seb's not sleeping I'm exhausted I'm so sorry I love you I'll do anything you like and then you know she will respond may I get it yeah I love you. It's okay. I get mm. it. So it's, uh, I think, yeah, those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. So mm, those it. people that truly do know you, they will understand and they will know how upset you are mm. about missing. And those who kind of make a comment or, you know, are a little bit funny and they don't understand, then maybe they're people that, you know, you can distance yourself from because yeah. that's not fair. That's such but, good advice. Yeah. And it sounds like potentially maybe you could, you're getting more confidence. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the more you say no and realize that it is okay and your friendships are still there, the more you can say no. It is getting easier. 
I'm also kind of getting to a point, I think after having Seb, I think having a child changes you too. Yeah. Where, like I said before, he's my priority. Um, He's my world. Yeah, if people kind of don't respect that, like I, I think I'm okay now. Once upon a time, if like someone was upset with me, I would literally uh, like once mm. again, that feeling of I can't cope. But I think as time goes on, Luke is my best friend. I love him. Seb is my beautiful boy. I love him. Um, I'm okay with if someone doesn't understand and they get a bit shitty. You've got your support network. You've got my people. Yep. yep, I've got got my people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm getting, yeah, like I'm okay with that. Good on you. And the thing is we can't please everybody, no matter how hard we try. No, and sometimes as well, I also think like it's a reflection on that person too. So if someone's a bit funny, I also try and think, that's okay. What's going on in their life today? Mm. That's probably they're they're um reacting on emotion. Yeah. So I always try and think they're acting on emotion. Mm-hmm. So that they, they may not truly mean that, but for them, me saying no has upset them because they know I'm lots of well, the old me, lots of fun. They want me there. So that's their blunt response. It's hurt their feelings, but they're not genuinely angry at me. So I just mm-hmm. try and kind of think through it. And honestly, to everyone, listen to podcasts. I feel like podcasts yeah. are my find people that you love listening to yeah and honestly that's how I learn things and like learn my advice as well awesome and the great thing is you can find um find people that it really aligns with you and then build on your knowledge rather than you know it's a bit like you can always find something that verifies your thoughts but in the podcast world it verifies your thoughts but there's a community or a reason for it yeah yeah and you can really feel supported yeah, yeah. And since yeah. becoming a mum, I feel like there's so many podcasts where yeah. there are kind of like, yeah, women that are mums that are juggling the whole thing. And the refreshing thing is, and it's so reassuring, everyone's the same. Yeah. Like everyone, yeah. <laughs> you're so I'm not just, alone. Yeah. You just, like you talk to someone else and like they're honestly, they're going to be going through those same feelings yeah. of mum guilt and work and this and that. And exactly. anyone who's like a high achiever, they're the same. Anyone yeah. who's a business owner, they're the same because they can be like some of the loneliest things, like being a mum, feeling isolated, a business owner, feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. The woman has gone back to work, feeling isolated. The stay-at-home mum, feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. So it is just trying to find your people. Thank you so much for your time today, Nick. It has been Oh, so amazing to get in, get to know you better and learn more about you um, and for our listeners to learn about you and some yeah, amazingly valuable insights as well um, that many of us um, can relate to. And it's like we're saying, it's just so nice to hear, know that others are going through the same sort of things, isn't it? Oh, yep. It's just so reassuring. Mm. Even though sometimes it's like they can't fix it for you, but just knowing someone else is going through it as well is just such yeah. a nice to not feel alone yeah really is right thanks so much um yeah it's so nice to see you and um very excited for some things coming up oh hold on we need we've got some fun questions to finish so we we better do that so it's just a quick game of this or that okay city or country country power session or ignite this is on ignite. dedicate ignite um tea or coffee coffee peanut butter crunchy or smooth crunchy would you rather have one good friend or many friends one good friend foresee the future or change the past 
Oh man, that's a hard one. Yeah. Oh, I'm very much about trying to be present, living in the present moment. <laughs> so neither, you choose the present. I'm going to say neither because I feel like the past shapes us so I yeah. wouldn't change that like it shapes who we are today mm. and I kind of don't want to know. Yeah, you like, have to choose one though, but I don't want to overwhelm you with these questions. I'm going to say the future. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Um, text or call? Text. Pasta or pizza? Pasta. Champagne or cocktail? Champagne. Would you rather have a bad haircut or bad dye job? Bad haircut. Okay. This one, some of these ones I'm like, where was I at? Um, would you rather bad breath or PO? Oh, shit. I think bad breath. Yeah, is just, you can't get away from it. So it's bad. Mm, and it's, it hangs around like bad breath. You have to get in quite close, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any issues with BO in the gym? Um, Yeah, like yeah. a few. Oh, it's so bad. We've got a few like random members who've just signed up online and we're like, where did you actually come from? We don't even know who they are. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, some of the blokes, they're just really oh. smelly. It's so bad. I'm, like, following them awkwardly, like, spraying. Oh, like spraying what? What are you spraying? Yeah, like, with a glass 20, like, with a raspberry scent. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so bad. They leave my, like, fans on because I have a thing about smells. I like everything mm. smelling good. Could you have, like, a deodorant station? It's pre-deodorant? in the bathroom. You do, but they don't use it, yeah. Um, would you rather be embarrassed or be afraid? I think I'd rather be afraid. <laughs> or just you know, laugh because it's like that people pleaser kind of thing. <laughs> you don't even know when you're in a movie and you're watching, you know, when you're in a movie, like watching a movie and they're really like embarrassed, they're doing yeah. something embarrassing. It's so hard to watch. Oh. I'm like, oh, cringe. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Um, sneakers or heels? Sneakers. Last one. Would you do you do you clean as you go or clean up at the end? Sounds like clean as you go. Clean as you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luco can vouch for that. He is such a clean as you go person. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love yeah. how um with these questions, I can almost not all of them, obviously, but some of them I can pick what your answer would be because we've had a conversation for an hour and you really get to know someone. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right nick thank you and if there's anything honestly we can do to help you lighten the load let me know thank you honestly it's just me working out what i need to change which yeah. is the only thing i can do yeah, and it's just going to take like a few weeks of juggling this new work schedule and this and that and yeah but yeah i'll find like i'll find my feet it's just yeah i feel like I'm a wiser person <laughs> than I was at like 22, 23. Oh, but yeah, totally. And also thanks just, for opening up on it as well, because if you went on the podcast, it's just something you'd keep to yourself. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for sharing. It's just me, yeah, like identifying and just working out what I need to do. All right, lovely. Have an amazing day. That was so fun. Thank you so, so much. Fun. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to the Dedicate Podcast and thank you to Nick for your time. Usually, 
I give options of episodes you may have missed, the really good ones that you can catch up on, but the honest truth is I am super late for school pickup, so I'm going to have to keep moving, I'm sure you can relate. If you haven't joined the Dedicate Rural 8 week challenge, go and check it out. It starts tomorrow the 19th of Feb and it's going to be awesome. Head to www.kateivfitness.com. See you there.